What snack are you having? I just had a couple chips. Um, I have chips. I have um, granola bar, crunch, uh-huh. peanut butter. I got solid um, cookie pecan swirl. Oh yeah, those are a fun time. The cream oatmeal cookie. I've gotten into like a donut uh, addiction during this time. I'm really watching my weight, so. Uh... <laughs> well, that's the very uh, specific diet that you're, you're watching out, right? it go like. Watching it rise and fall. I'm watching it rise. No, not much falling, but um. <laughs> My brother, who used to be 300 pounds, I wa- I saw him Christmas. He was like, "I was 300 pounds when you saw me." I was like, "Really? I couldn't tell because we hold our weight well in my family." Oh, okay. Um, yeah. How old, how much is he now? 220 something pounds. That's um, a big difference. That's a yeah, major that's difference. A big yeah. difference. How tall is he? He's six foot, six feet. Yeah, that's a oh yeah, that's a big difference. Yeah, he's six feet. You know, I don't even know what it looks like because he just calls me and tells me that this has happened because he's doing intermittent fasting. And I tried it one day and I was like, I'm not doing this shit. I like to eat. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to eat. Yeah. It's coronavirus. I don't have time for this. What is yeah. intermittent fasting again? One of the best ones or one of the ones that people usually start on is like you eat eight hours, you fast for 16 hours, eat eight hours, fast for 16 hours. And Brian, that's not eat eight hours continually, by the way. So if you want to try it, I wouldn't recommend doing that. You're waving your finger in disapproval for those of you not. So out of eight hours, there's only hour. eight hours of the day that you can eat. And then for 16 hours, you don't eat. Oh, well, I mean, you're sleeping eight of those at least, so. Yeah, so it's like, it's not that much. You just don't eat. It's a monk schedule. That's what they do. Yeah, Yeah. but now he eats every other day. Oh, I couldn't do that. No, I couldn't do that. No, 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 no. So his eating days are Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. How is that possible? And Saturday. Wow. How is that possible? He does it. No smoothies or anything, just like what water, tea, whatever. I think he just drinks water all the rest of the time. Wow. Um, I think initially, I think it's because you can once you do the intermittent fastings and you just sort of like extend the fasting time. Yeah, sure, sure. And then it becomes like a day that you don't eat, and then a day that you do eat. And yeah. Mary, that's too much. He's. Just, I think he and I think he's doing that throughout his weight loss journey, and then the rest of it's going to be maintaining. So he's like. I'm trying to, he's like, I want to go down to 175, see what that looks like, and maybe come back up to 180, maybe two, and then um, probably um, just then maintain, because he just wants to see what his body feels like in those places. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, as of last year, I actually was like 165 pounds, and then um, I was like, I need to gain some muscle, like, I'm, I, 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 I need to figure this out, um, yeah. and then... I broke up with my um, partner of like four four years, um, oh, wow. four and a half years, yeah, in like December of twenty eighteen. Uh huh. And my other partner of two and a half years in in December of twenty eighteen as well. So I was like in a throuple, and then we dissolved. Are these our banking throuple. partners, or um, yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it was a law firm. Okay, yeah. um, right, right. Some corporations just don't make the make the cut. Yeah. yeah, Ruby, Ruby Sapphire and Crystal. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, Ruby Sapphire and Crystal. Um, was it hard getting over that four four year relationship? Yeah. Let me ask yeah. you something. I have a very I I came up with this cockamamie rule that I have no experience to base it on. However, so <laughs> I I feel that for every year you're in a relationship, when it ends, especially if it ends badly, you're allowed one week of mourning about it, bitching and moaning about it to your friends. Oh, I didn't do any of that. I just like um, moved away. Um, I moved farther away into the north of Philadelphia. And now I live even further north and I don't see anyone at all. Okay. Well, that's one way to do it. And, and Brian, I think that there, that's an equation that I think uh, I've heard in other formulations where it's like for every year you're with someone, it's going to take you X number of months to yeah, or get years. over them it or takes something. years to get over those. Or right, years. years. But you can't talk about it at brunch for years. Oh, oh yeah. No, 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 yeah, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. All of us dealt with it in different ways. And my way to deal with it was just to like talk to my therapist about it. Hello. Thank you. Now, currently, Brian's way to deal with this is to show off a very uh, fashionable, glamorous uh, leg. Well, that package came in and she said, I stoned these sides. As you know, Safira, I mean, because from our days back in Boston, you know, I've been pigeonholed as a look queen since the since day one. <laughs> and um, oh, sure. and people, oh, really? just, I'm I'm tr- <laughs> I was doing a lot of drugs. You're right. You're right. You're I'm right. joking. I'm joking. <laughs> But, when she um, tried to break into comedy, people were like, no, 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 You're a look no, Just stand there no. and look pretty. We All we want is the legs. We want to see right. those legs. We want them long and shiny. That's all we need. Yeah. Glamour from you. Keep keep the comedy to someone else. Yeah. They said they wanted glamour, but she was like, mm, what about? <laughs> how about how about a cat box that I dig out of? How about that? Yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Trixie just texted Trixie, you what? Please look at my jugs because I didn't <laughs> respond to her. I didn't respond to her earlier text, which is this. She looks great. But yeah. it's funny. I don't think of her as sexy, sexy woman. Sure. I think of her as yeah. like flawless creature. Okay. Yeah. Very Would you accurate. fuck that? Would you fuck this? Would you slide that dick between the titties? <laughs> Are you asking me? I'm asking both of you. Uh, I, I mean, who knows? Who knows these days? Yeah, who knows? Gingham. Uh, having not had any sex with any uh, person in months, maybe, maybe immediately. Yes, who knows? If that was right. presented to me as a realistic option, yeah. But what about what about cooking food? Do you cook uh, stuff, Safira? Because uh, I'm terribly uh, behind on. I like I cook for a while and then I get really lazy and I don't. And then it's like whatever. Like oh, egg salad. I'll have that a bunch, or I'll have this a bunch. I'm guessing you didn't bottom any time near the time that you had the, <laughs> the egg salad. I'm not, I'm not eating a lot of egg salad. I'm just trying to pick things that people can relate to. Okay. <laughs> it's like from um, Big Top Pee Wee. I made your favorite yeah. salad. Oh my god! I went vegan for the month of May, um, wow. and that was very exciting. I'm a big. I'm from Texas, and I'm a big meat eater. Like, sure. I'm born. I'm borderline carnivore. Uh-huh. Um, and so I did it because Honey's Honey, my best friend, Honey Davenport, is a, a vegan. Well, she was a vegan at the time. She's like more uh, of a vegetarian now. Sure. Um, and, but mostly vegan. And I think my boyfriend was like, hey, I want to go vegan for this time because he was having a difficulty um, with eating meat and just like, and I was like, I think I want to go vegan for different reasons because I wanted to figure out if I had a, um, a sensitivity to dairy. Uh-huh. Um, and so I wanted to like 
take all the dairy out of my diet. And I was like, well, since I'm doing that, I might as well just take all the meat out of my diet and see how it goes. And it yeah. was it was fine. I am a I am a very 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 talented cook. Um, and <laughs> how talented? Uh, <laughs> honey, bitch, I will. I will, honey, Julia Child. Who? Wanna, yeah. People want to marry me after I cook for them. That is like a true well, statement. There you go. Um, just like Brian. Brian just loves to cook. Yeah. I don't love to cook. I'm just so good at it that I have to. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I don't like, I would rather cook stuff at home because sometimes I go to restaurants or I order out and I'm like, I could have made this and not spent nearly as much money. Like I could have made you. it several times. I could have made this this way and then made this this way. And now I would have had like three different meals. Yeah. From one package of meat. Or you could have gone into the whatever. kitchen and made it at the restaurant for yourself. I could have. I actually and have then- before. <laughs> But that was me working. So I guess it didn't really um I didn't make it for myself. I was actually making it for someone else. And then I ate it and then I got fired. But um <laughs> Did you ever make a carbonara? Ooh, those legs, girl. No, it wasn't chicken carbonara. Oh. It was, was, um, is bacon and carbonara? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Bacon <laughs> grease. Bacon and bacon <laughs> grease. You have to it's like a start of a Now when I had my ulcer in London, I thought that you were supposed to eat heavy foods, which was a complete <gasps> fucking mistake. So who told you that? Some old wives' tale. I did not research it properly. I'd never had an ulcer before. So I'm getting all this heavy stuff. And what I'm doing is creating more problems for myself, which led to me being in absolute agony. But the good thing is in England, they will send the um, like emergency. They'll send it to your place. So that's the great thing about the NHS, which apparently is possibly going to get fucked up now. But anyway, who needs to talk about depression? They'll send it to your place? Yeah. When you call call emergency, they send doctors to your airbnb or wherever you're staying and they come in and they gave me an ekg and all this stuff and it turns out i just been eating all the wrong stuff for the ulcer so i was in a whole state of uh, misery and disarray but then i figured it out and embarrassment huh yes that's right <laughs> a lot of embarrassment there was a lot of embarrassment all it, yeah going on. all i've been doing is eating a tomato sauce and orange juice and pasta no and i stayed away from acidic stuff but i thought that for some jalapeno heavy things, peppers <laughs> yeah. no, it, yeah. no it was ice cream and pasta carbonara it was a really bad oh, bad yeah. bad move yeah because i got the oh i think you were thinking of all the bases you were thinking oh this is base heavy yeah that's exactly and i was completely wrong and uh had i done any research i probably would have figured that out but you know being new to ulcers but thankfully that all got sorted out <laughs> But then I couldn't. So you eat, didn't uh, Google that shit. No, was I Google well, not I a thought, thing. You know, listen. No, Google wasn't around then in January. This was eighty-seven. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a recent development. So now I'm hip to that, thankfully. The, yeah. And the British people showed me that because I guess that had just come to London. Yeah, yeah, which helped. <laughs> They're like, I've never heard of Google. Uh, <laughs> Yahoo, definitely, but Google, I don't know. Yeah, GeoCities yeah. wasn't giving me the information that I needed. And then AOL, similarly. Yeah, I couldn't get anything in the chat rooms that helped. So, what wait. about Ask Jeeves? You could have just asked Jeeves. Oh, shit. You're right. Well, listen, you know, <laughs> you know, hindsight's 20. You just have to ask him questions. Yeah. And I could have been helped out then. But then it all got sorted out. Does that still exist, though? They're the sponsor on this episode. Yeah. Oh, Brian's showing us pictures. Who is oh, look oh, at that. That's wow. a, that's, look at that. Who is she? Who is she? I, want you, she? I want you to tell me who is she. Who does she think she is? Who is she? How much does she cost? Oh, I think you have, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. <laughs> right? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Lingerie. Yeah. No, let's get um, back. In, let's get back into music because okay. uh, you're quite a skilled uh, singer and uh, performer. When did you first get into singing? Like what age? Ah, oh, shit. 
Um, Hello, darling. Uh, oh, sorry. Probably 10, no, maybe eight or nine. And do you remember what it was that sort of drew you into it? Was there a performer or was there a show or anything in particular? So when it comes to opera, when I, I was a little kid, like maybe three or four, my parents took me to go see um, La Boheme. We had this um, sort of like, what's it called? Amphitheater? Yeah, like an amphitheater. We had an amphitheater outside. outside. Uh-huh. And my my parents took me to go see La Boheme by the, um, there was this black opera company. And I, I'm, I'm just really uh, blanking on their names um, in Houston. And they did La Boheme. And um, I was like, legs straight out because I'm a little kid. Uh-huh. Just like, <laughs> enthralled. <laughs> Every yeah. other child is running up and down the aisles. It's just like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. and I am yeah. silent as a motherfucking mouse. Like, what the hell is happening <laughs> on stage? This is amazing. I love everything about it. And so all my life, I've always like had opera going on in my head yeah. um, and had like those things happening. And one day I just started like putting it out in my out of my mouth. I mean, at some point, you just got to start to put it out your mouth. <laughs> you put it out your mouth. <laughs> when you're feeling it and it's in you, just you got to put it out your mouth. That's all. <laughs> it's like, is something you want to share with your, the class? Put it out your mouth. Put, put it out your mouth. It's just something you feel deep inside. Put it out your mouth. Put, put it, it out, out your mouth. mouth. <laughs> I love that. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> when I was, but when I was in middle school, um, we had music classes in middle school. I went to private school. It was an uh-huh. all-black oh. private school, a small all-black private school in my neighborhood. Religious? Was it religious? It wasn't like a Catholic school or anything. Okay. Um, it was, it was, it got expensive. It wasn't initially expensive enough for them not to put me there. So I was there for a while, but then it was like $400 a month. And so then it was like, my parents were like, Man. we got to take you somewhere else because that's too much, yeah. much fucking money. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we always had a Black History Month production. Um, and for the Black History Month production one year, I mean, I was always in the choir. I was always doing that kind of thing. And one year they had me sing Hold On. You know that song? Hold and On. Wilson Phillips? Change is coming oh. by the sounds of blackness. <laughs> or Wilson Phillips. Sure. Right. Yeah. Or Wilson Phillips. Yeah. I, either yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. One day somebody's <laughs> going to turn around and go, yeah, that one. Right? Yeah. That one. That one. That's Very the one. Very relevant to black folks in uh, history. Very yeah. rag- relevant to black culture and black history. That's pivotal. Um, pivotal. It is the, the, the quintessential uh, cultural uh, reset. Black, yeah. black, a- black anthem uh, just <laughs> above. Just above lift every voice and sing. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so I ended up singing Hold On, and I just was like, oh, I like to sing. And uh, I don't really remember a lot of that time because, um, I don't know, I was in church a lot and singing. I joined the choir in church, and uh-huh. I was the only child in our choir. I went to school. I mean, I went to, I went to church at the same church that Beyonce and Kelly and, uh, like, a lot of Destiny's Child went to my church. I know LaToya and Beyonce and Ashley from Girls Time all went to my high school as well, mm-hmm. um, which was the high school for the performing and visual arts in Houston, Texas. It was fun. So I ended up doing that. And then the next year, I ended up going to all these different, um, to another uh, charter school. Mm-hmm. I got into a lot of fights in that school. So my, um, my private school became a charter school. So I ended up going back to that school. And there, a good friend of mine who also has a podcast, um, 
his mother was our music teacher that year. And she also went to my high school and she was just very pivotal in like inspiring me and encouraging me to be in music. And she needed someone to sing Wade in the Water. And she was trying to get a, a good soulful sound. And I can't do it now, but um, I like threw my voice down to the back of my throat to create this like operatic tone. And I was yeah. just like, Wade in the Water, Wade in the Water, children. And she was like, yeah, like that. So whoever had that solo lost the solo because I just started singing it. And she was like, well, that's what I want. So now you don't have the solo. Now you have it. Um, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> yep. As, as, simple as, as simple as that. Chopped I just like, I was like, you wanted something like that. And she was like, yes, that's exactly what I want. So now you have it. Um, and after that, she sort of really encouraged me to, she stopped working at the school because she couldn't stand it. And she was yeah. a parent at one of the, at the school as well. So as both a parent and a teacher, you're just like, I know what's going on here. This is bullshit. I'm done. Um, she um, encouraged me to go to my high school and got me the application and brought it to me and was like, here, apply to the school. My mom went to the school and said, you know, I thought this was going to be some bullshit, but this is actually a really good school. So I think you should go to that. This is the kind of school that you would thrive in. And I did. I, I learned that not only was there music in my head, but I could write it down. And uh -huh. then I ended up going to the Eastman School of Music for um, composition and not voice. But I studied voice while I was there as well. And the same thing at uh, Longy. Where was Eastman? Eastman is in Rochester, New York. Okay. So that's what brought you to Rochester. Yeah. I went to the Eastman School of Music in Rochester, New York. Um, and... I studied composition with a, a vocal vocal music was my or vocal performance was my um, you always had to have a, a, a major instrument. Uh-huh. Okay. So, so you would be so you would be very qualified to answer this musical question. Is it true that music makes the people come together? <laughs> yeah. And it actually makes them all do a circle jerk. And um, for some reason, everyone comes everywhere. It's like a shower of come. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. So, so you can rejoice in the shower. These are the lyrics that Madonna left down because they were just, it was too real. It's too quotidian. Yeah, it's too, uh, yeah. I get yeah. it now. Yeah. Okay. She had to soften the edges. Music yeah, makes the people come together. Right. We weren't looking at it through the right lens. Yeah. Double entendre. Yeah. Not music makes the people come together. It makes the people come together. At the same time. There you on go. On each other. See? And now we're learning about yeah. the importance of emphasis. Yeah. You've heard of the brown note, but have you heard of the white note? Hello. Very bourgeois. Very rebellious. Need I say more? Very rebellious. <laughs> was your first time in drags in Rochester, or were you doing that in Houston as well? Well, I started drag in Rochester, but um, in Houston when I was in high school, I did you know, try drag out as because I loved um, great opera singers, and my favorite opera singers were um, the women like uh, Leontine Price and Jesse Norman. And what about Renee so for Fleming? Halloween one year? Huh? Renee Fleming? She went to Eastman. Really? Okay. Oh, what do I think of her? Rotted bitch, stuck up hoe. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't <laughs> no, she's she's very close. She's, she's very close to a lot of close people in my life. Um, but she's, she's good. Um, she's good. She's a good singer. Um, she has talent. I think that every voice is different, and some people don't like her voice. Some people don't like what she does with her voice. It's more what she does with her voice that people don't like, and less of what her that voice, voice do. But that voice do a lot. Um, she's, she's 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 big on straight tone right now, which is a lot of which, a lot of people have like issues with that. It's too straight. It's uh, too heterosexual, and therefore, yeah. 
uh, yeah. hateful. Yeah, so, yeah okay. say, she yeah. wants that tone. She wants that tone not to be gay at all, honey. No faggots <laughs> in this opera. Yeah, <laughs> no, she's yeah. big on straight tone, which is like the be like no vibrato, no no okay. um, no pizza, no detache. Where's the Allegra? No attache case. <laughs> You're not carrying anything with you. What the fuck are you talking about, girl? <laughs> musical terms. Yeah, these are musical terms. Please, please. Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, pharmaceuticals. No. Allegra is a is a pharmaceutical. Your your vibrato Allegro. sounds like pizzicato. Allegra is a pharmaceutical. Allegro is a musical term. <laughs> Allegro, right? Allegra is oh, the yeah. uh, antihistamine. <laughs> it was the it was a sort of the Viagra tone. The uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Viagra tone. What's that yeah. Viagra tone? You need to just turn it down. <laughs> she had this sort of slidenophil sort of uh, cast to her sound. Yes, the timbre was in a, yeah, a touch of uh, a little touch of methylphenidate. You know too much about these pharmaceuticals. <laughs> I know. I was like, you're even losing me here. That's scary. Um, um, Sapira, I have a question. Like, I want to before I forget. I don't want to forget to ask you. What do you think gives you the right? <laughs> and also, how dare you? <laughs> Those are the questions. Well, <laughs> I'm glad you didn't forget thank you for that question. Yeah. My name is Sapir Castell. I am contestant number one. And yes, um, <laughs> I think that my God given right is what gives me the right. I have the right to be, to see, to love, to drag to a bitch down anytime she tries to come for me. And so I think. I think that's what gives me the right. What was the second question again? I, How dare you? <laughs> and I very dare because come here, bitch, and I'll show you. <laughs> All right, great. That's contestant number one in the, uh, in the pageant. Also, fuck this pageant. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever, um, did you compete a lot in pageants? You beat Ashley Michelle. So did I in a, in a pageant. <laughs> um, I and I was in a blackout. In my house, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven crowns. Um, I have not. I don't have any not, not with me. I have one, two, three, three. Well, I, I, I have about need, 10, 10 11 crowns. We don't need to brag. <laughs> I'm not interested. In it. I wasn't. Yes, I've done lots of. Yes or no? Yes or no? I'm actually the current reigning Miss America. Um, Miss what? Ms. America, the one with the D. M I S S apostrophe D America. So she missed America by how by how much? <laughs> by <laughs> at least five inches. Um, my, my my favorite thing is the the pageant um, terminology of at large to signify plus size. Like editor at large, the killer is still at large. Like that's not <laughs> what that means. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, it's amazing. Uh, at large or um. Well, that's only for one one thing. They go, they have a, at large, then they have elite. Elite is old, which I love. Yes, and then right? the other one is um, plus. Plus, plus some, makes sense. Plus makes sense, but I forget. But not at large. One of them has elite. The other one's like um, continental. I think has elite. Continental right? elite. I think it's USFA. Old bitch. USFA at large. Remember. It's Yusufay at large, but it's his misery. Per- misery tried to do that uh, a few times. Yeah, it's Yusufay yeah. at large, but I forget what their what their older con like their older contestants is called. I don't think um, it's elite. It's um, Yusufay. Um, what oh, what is oh, it? 
old bitch. Yeah, old, nasty, crusty, <laughs> dirty. Um, corpse, corpse. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Use the bait corpse at large. Um, yeah. No, use the bait in, memor- in memoriam. That's what it would be. U.S. of A. Morgue. U.S. of A. U.S. of A. Hospice Palliative. Classic. It's called classic. Classic. Great. That's a great euphemism. I prefer elite, but... I like elite, too. Because classic could just be like, you know, the twist. Whereas elite is like, you know... Try it, bitch. I've already won the first one. Now it's time for me to win this one. Yes, when was yeah, your yeah. first time in drags performing? Um, it was in Rochester. Um, I was at Mother's Club, which is no longer uh, around. But um, it was for Kyla Minx's, um, what do you call it? Chicken and Waffles show. That's what her show was called, Chicken uh, and Waffles. And it a was. Brunch? Um, no. Oh, okay. She was like. <laughs> no food. It was it was at a bar and it was just called Chicken and Waffles. Welcome to Colin Mintz's Chicken and Waffles. And she would have a lot of newer girls come and perform. And I was like, I want to do your show. Uh, I was hanging out with a lot of drag queens. I um um there's this queen named um Anel Pleasures. Do you know her? She lives out there. No. In, in the area, Anel Pleasure Pleasures. Mm-hmm. Anel Pleasures. Mm-hmm. Um and she I hang up with her and a group of friends a lot. And um, there was this queen named Delicious, Delicious, in uh, Rochester. And first name remember, D, last name Licious? No, her full name oh, is just, just, just D. Just, just one like name. Beyonce. Um, just Delicious. And she, yeah. um, she was the first queen that I saw and just was like, oh, I want to do this. Yeah. Mm. And she was a trans woman. She mm. is a trans woman. And she was on that. She got on that stage, and I was just like, "This." That's you would yeah. think that my my fraternity brother, who was a drag queen and a very famous drag queen in Rochester, would have inspired me to do that. But she was a cunt, so it didn't really make me <laughs> want to do that. So uh, I, but when I saw Delicious on that stage, I was just like, <gasps> That's "Oh, funny. this is what I want to do." So one day I saw her, and I was like, "Will you be my drag mother?" And she used to always squeeze my ass and molest me. Um, <laughs> Until that day, and then I asked her to be my drag mother, and all of that stopped. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. She was like, I'll be your mother. She was like, you're going to be beautiful. And then it, her whole like m- m- demeanor just changed about me. Yeah. It was uh-huh. just lovely. Um, and I looked just like my mom when I, when I saw myself for the first time. I actually looked up because she was just painting me, and I looked up, and it scared me because I didn't expect to see my mom. And I have like a resting bitch face. I just like you do, yeah. I like, but, but I mean, not like that. Look, you just did something. Do do it again with your which you just which you just did. Mm, I feel like you have resting diva face and drag. Well, th- that's developed, but originally <laughs> I just had, as my friends used to call it, angry black man face, where I just didn't have any expression on my face. And I just would be just like, so I just like wasn't paying attention, and I looked up in the mirror because she had finished a good portion of my face and it looked like my mom was just like that's so creepy and i was like ah! oh wow <laughs> i look like yeah. my mom this is wild i look so much like my mom that when she saw a picture of me she said damn you look like me oh. wow yeah so your mother was, was a drag queen too yes um yes. she was the original drag queen in my yeah. family how much did she wear a lot of makeup 
No, no, she didn't. No. Cause you don't, you really, you don't do like crazy stuff. You just know what you got. Yeah. Cause that's, I mean, you and she even inspired that because she was not like happy about me being a drag queen because she's seen pictures of me when I was in high school in drag. And she was like, you're not a pretty woman. I'm just telling you, I, I don't really know. If, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was like, you wouldn't recognize me because delicious painted me so fiercely. Mm. And she was like, are you telling me I wouldn't recognize my own child? Let me see the pictures now. Yeah. So she um, had me show her the pictures and she was just like, damn, you fucking look like me. And she said, she, it, she, and then she goes, you fucking did that shit. Those were, that's an exact quote. Just so you know, you fucking did that shit. And then she said, um, send me that picture. I'm going to send it to, um, one of my cousins. She was like, I'm going to send it to Claudia and ask her if she likes my new hairdo. <laughs> what did Claudia say? I don't, I don't know any of that stuff. It's like, yeah, but the, but the nose job needs a little work. <laughs> yeah. Girl, you need to get your nose fixed. Um, yeah. And then she, she went on to say, if you, she goes, um, is this something that can happen? I was like, and at the time I asked my friends, I was like, how much does this pay? And they, they gave me numbers that I never really ever got to. Well, I've gotten to them now. Like I'm, I'm making a good, I make, I have my own house. I I mean, I don't own it, but I, um, I'm renting my own house. Um, and I don't have roommates and I don't have any of that stuff. Uh, Um, and I'm, I'm doing it all on drag and that's, that's a blessing. And uh, she was like, you should do it. But if you're going to do it, and this is before RuPaul's Drag Race like, had really popped off. I was like starting drag the year that the first Drag Race premiered. But I didn't yeah. even know that it, I didn't know it existed yet because mm-hmm. I really, I wasn't that kind of gay. I wasn't, I, and to this day, I'm, I, I'm, I'm pansexual. So like I was not really ever that kind of gay uh, yeah. um, who was like interested in all the stuff that's on MTV and all that kind of bullshit i don't watch the kardashians i don't know anything about like what's hip right now that's just never i'm an opera queen if, sure. if, if it has to do with the opera let's yeah. talk but other you, than that do you did you like because i don't actually think people had really had like a much of a consciousness of rupaul's drag race even in like the gay quote-unquote community <laughs> when it first came out it was such a niche 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 thing and i remember thinking it was booger and boo-boo and stupid and awful because they had to like you had to do your own campaign on yeah. social media, on Facebook, oh, yeah. and like was so desperate and cloying, and I and I just, like saw the girls around me, and I'm like, y'all are making a fool of yourselves. And then Juju, we went on. I'm like, well, that was <laughs> let's season. try this. Yeah, yeah, that was the season that it like really. You would be so good on that damn show, bitch. Yeah, have you ever considered doing it or no? I have. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to. I feel like when I'm ready, it'll happen. Yeah, I think the only thing. You have all the talent in the in the beauty and the looks and stuff. It's, you just need whatever they say on that sheet of paper. Yeah, I, 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 I I've, I've, um, you know, when it happens, when it's when I am ready, it will happen. And I, um, I always feel like there's reasons why it doesn't happen. Um, and every year I get so much better. So I'm like, well, it's yeah. it's good that this didn't happen here yeah. because you know. I'm so much better now or sure, you know, yeah, I, but I'm not going to lie. I would love to do that show. Uh, yeah. It's something that um, I feel like it's the next level for me just because I'm already, you know, and I, I don't want to be working around the country and not making working around the country money. You know sure. what I mean? Like, yeah, of course. Like I can't be working around the country for like a hundred dollars or $150 right. just because I'm not on a television show. Right. And right. so I stay where I am because 
that's a lot of money and it's a lot of traveling. It's a lot of tax. It's yeah. taxing on your body to be doing all that traveling. And I travel from here throughout Pennsylvania, throughout New Jersey, throughout um, New York State, or at least the um, eastern part of New York State, and up to up to Boston and you know, prov- like I perform throughout this whole yeah. Northeast region. Right. And even that's tiring and taxing. Yes. Sure. Yes. So, of course. And I drive everywhere. And so I, it's just like, I want to do it because it seems like the next way for me to be able to um, share my life philosophy and share my talents with, with people and just be kind to people in a way that like, sometimes, sometimes I find girls that are, that are just as kind. Um, on these shows, but sometimes I'm like, yeah, it's a waste having you in this in this very high position because you're a fucking asshole. We're just going to take a moment out from our chat with Safira to tell you all about the magic that you can find over at AdamandEve.com. As Adam and Eve likes to say, the best part of staying at home, oh, why it's playing at home. So whether you're having FaceTime sex or just some solo fun, get the accoutrement you need to maximize and enhance every aspect of your pleasure. Most of us are home a lot, so you want to have a good date night to yourself, take advantage of the downtime, choose almost any one item at 50% off, and then when you do that, you're also going to get 10 free boredom-busting gifts, including six spicy movies, a three-piece bonus kit, and best of all, free shipping delivered discreetly right to your door. I mean, that is a wonderful thing. I don't know if that's the best thing. I think the best of all part is the sex toys that you take out of that package that's delivered discreetly to your door. But the key to all of this is using the special offer code. And of course, surprisingly, the offer code is WV. That's right. Use WV at checkout. Nothing makes being at home more enjoyable than the right sex toys. And you want to make sure that you have the full spectrum available to you because you never know what kind of mood's going to strike. You never know what kind of play you might be into that day. Find the perfect fit at adamandeve.com and when you go to adamandeve.com make sure you use that offer code wv yeah. let's get into a little bit of your life philosophy because i quoted one of your statements that i really liked a lot at the beginning could you elaborate on that a little let me let me just restate that one because that was about four hours ago on the show and uh there's no better exercise for the heart than reaching down to lift someone else up is that a reach around or is that a, um all of the above right. honey okay like, there you honestly go. Honestly, it it just helps. It it feels good to help someone. Yeah, and it no it, one doesn't. <laughs> You've never tried, so you wouldn't know. See, there you go. Um, no, it's true. It's true. It's a counterintuitive for the selfish narcissist, i.e., B. But a problem shared is a problem cut in half. Yeah, and, you know, always can. Yeah. So, like, it really and it it makes you feel good, and like to continue on to just like. When I was a kid, my mother would wake me up every morning, every Saturday morning to go and feed the homeless. And as exhausted as I would be, it actually felt good to cook for these people. I learned to cook uh, some of the things that I learned to cook that I'm like really great at. I yeah. learned how to cook a large amount of food. You know, it's just like it's, you not only learn things usually when you're helping someone, but you, it just feels good to help people. And like all these people coming through who just need something to eat. I didn't see these people as homeless people. It was sort of like I was at school or something. Like these were just people who needed food, and they yeah. were, and we were able to bring them something and make them feel like a normal person and not like someone that everyone was just looking down upon, someone that no one wanted to touch or no one wanted to give money to or no one wanted yeah. to be bothered by. And yeah. it's just like <clears throat> sometimes you have to put yourself aside, and as hard as that can be, 
it's also very rewarding because when you were constantly only thinking about you, that is a very, very, very troubled mind. Like we have to really put ourselves aside for a second and give to someone else. Whenever you're like, I'm super overwhelmed with all the things that are happening in my life, that's when you should just take off your hat, your me, 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 me hat and put your and and look for someone else to help because yeah. that will take all that pressure off of you. Can I take off my hat and put on somebody else's wig? Yes. Um, okay. Especially if you style it for them or get it styled for them. You don't have to cook, Brian. This is going to be helpful for you. I have no uh, problem helping the homeless or the houseless or the currently unhoused, but uh, I draw the line of cooking. Well, because also you're sparing them from having to eat the food that you cook, which I think is also being of service. It's a benevolent That's, act. Yes. That is of service right there, Miss Thing. Yeah. I am prepared um, to fuck them, though. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yesterday, I held an event on the Mr. America Facebook page. It was a fundraiser for um, the Self Evident Project's Queer COVID Relief Fund. Oh. And they are, you know, they're taking in money. They sold all, they, they're, they're just a photo project for the t shirt that says, We are all the same, or, or I'm just like you, or something like that. Yeah. And they took all their t shirts, sold them all, and then donated all their money to people who just, they opened, opened up a queer COVID relief fund. They allowed people to apply for the fund, and then they just started writing checks. And wow. they ran out of money. They had $25,000 $25, or something like that, ran out of money, and they were like, we have to close down for now. And that was around the time that we saw it, and I said, we should give them money and try and help them you know, get back to where they were, or at yeah. least like give them a good check. So Ms. America helped me, and they paid for all the talent to come in and um, raise all this money. And then we are just giving all the money that we've raised to the uh, self-evident projects, queer COVID relief fund, which is wonderful. My, my thing is like, we have to step up for each other. We have to be there for each other. If we're not doing well, if we're doing well enough to be able to help someone else who's not doing well, yeah. then just do it. Like not only will it, make you feel good it'll help them and guess what that shit will come back to you like right, you, right. You're, you're not gonna lose out by throwing out good energy into the world yeah i don't even think it like comes back it just it's like just automatically absorbs it's like it accumulates mm -hmm. i mean that's just for people who who need a reason to help someone <laughs> You know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, so I swear it's going to be great. It's going to be great in two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to get a like, wonderful surprise. Need, maybe not in two weeks, but one. But like the fucked up shit that could happen in your life probably won't happen because right. you've been so good to people. Yeah. And there are yeah. people who, who have been good um, and still have fucked up shit happen to them. But it's an opportunity for someone else to help them. And that's the yeah. thing is like we have it's it's not as, you know, one way what is it linear it's not a yeah. linear thing it's it's it, it is all around us so we really have to just be there for each other step up and show out for each other step your pussy up and step. put your pussy in the wind put your pussy <laughs> in the wind yeah. i gotta go eat some dinner guys I'm okay starving I'm starving yeah I'm okay starving. sphere um i wanted i want to tell you something i miss you so much i miss you um, will you call me on the telephone? I, I, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I thought you were avoiding me when your phone joined. No, no, that like I changed the number like two years ago when I went cuckoo, cuckoo. Yeah, so um, 
Yeah, that was I bad. literally thought, thought I was like, but, uh, she she's aren't you on Twitter? Are you on Twitter? Like barely, but yeah. But now you have the numbers. Now everyone has the numbers, and I have your numbers. Yeah. I know, but are you on Instagram? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, blue, uh, blue nasty. I look you up. Okay. Yeah, just the pure croissant. Which one is yours? Katya underscore Zamo with the blue oh, okay. check mark. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll 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 message you. I think I have your number now because we just did the text thing. Okay. Wait, Perfect. Brian. Before you go, do you want to do your intro? Yes, I do. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> A blast from my past. She's full of sass, sassafras, smokes a little grass. She is the complex multi-talents of the operatic multi-octave singer, songwriter, dancer, wiggler, wanderer, a diamond in the rough. Safira James Elizabeth Winston Ruby Krista. That was your full name, right? That was your full name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good. None of those were wrong. All of those are correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, but speaking to the grass thing, you actually don't enjoy the grass or any substances anymore. Oh, yeah. I'm sober since um, tw- 20. Oh, metaphor. I, I stopped mama. smoking grass. I stopped. I, well, it started with I was doing cocaine a lot. And I I stopped doing cocaine in November of 2018, stopped smoking weed in December of 2018, and stopped drinking in January of 2019. Get up, bitch. Month to month, you were doing a big thing. Yeah, I've decided to, uh, and then I like broke up with my boyfriends in December as well. Did that have something to do with it, by the way, your new condition of not being under under the influence a lot? I think I just like realized that it was time to try something different for my life. Um. Uh, one of them broke up with us, actually, but then um, I broke up with the other. Oh, um, Thrupple. Yeah. But it was, you know, it's just, I decided um, that for drinking and for marijuana, I was going to take two years off. And so the two years is coming up soon. I just don't want to be so high up on those things as much. Like, if I smoke weed or if I if I eat an edible, which I, I've decided I'm not going to smoke anymore just for my voice. I'm going to eat edibles, and yeah. um, if I eat them, I'm not going to eat a lot of them. And then for drinking, I'm going to hold myself to a one to two drink minimum. Yeah. Ma- maximum, maximum. Self-control. Yeah. Because I think it's much easier to say I'm not going to do something than to actually control what your, your use. I mean, it just it depends. For me. If you can go two years, bitch, girl, you got it. Yeah. You so, know. Brian, do you need to take your exit now? I do. So with that, I would like to bid you both adieu. I love you. Goodbye. I love you. You look great, Mama. Those bones. You too. Those cheeks. Bye. Yeah. Bye bye. Thanks for bye. joining, Brian. And maybe we'll do it again sometime. Oh hi. Um, this is Brooklyn Heights, uh, the Queen of the North. I am a big fan of the show. Um, and I was just sitting here, and something just popped into my head, and I just didn't know. So I thought I would ask: Are you gay? Because I can't really tell. And I can usually tell, but I can't tell with you. So, um, yeah, let me know. Bye. You were in Rochester for how long? I lived in Rochester for two and a half years, three years. And you loved it there, right? This is what you said before. Like the, the yeah. vibe, everything with the people were great. So then what, what on earth drew you to Boston? Oh, wait, the music uh, place. School. Yeah. It was always school that took me anywhere until right. I got to Boston where I got trapped because I got homeless. 
Right, right. Now, what did you think of Boston in general? I mean, we kind of got an idea before. Very but- white, detached. Like everyone was like eyes down. Let's not look at anyone. Let's not talk to anyone. And I sure. being from Texas, and even Rochester is very, very, very. Um, at least where I was in Rochester was very like the South, actually. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. So, like, being from Rochester or being from Texas, I was used to saying hi to everyone that I, like, saw. But there's so many people on the street. The difference between the South and up there is that there's not a lot of people on the street in the South because everyone drives. And yeah. everyone, there's so many people on the street, it's kind of impossible to say hey to everyone you see. <laughs> right, sure. That's so true. So, in that, in that vein, it's fine. But, like, a good, like, you know, you know, uh, nod of the head or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Some acknowledgement. Like, yeah. Uh, the funny thing is that when you were when when you would pass a black person, they would always give you the black nod. Like uh-huh. when black people see each other, they definitely give an acknowledgement to each other. But I think that that should go for when any person sees another person, yeah, should acknowledge their presence. And right. that's just not a thing that I ever saw in Boston. And I thought that, and I think that it was easier for, and it does make it easier to, you know, vilify someone when you don't really know them or you don't really w- want to get to know them and all this kind of stuff so i felt like that was what made it kind of easier for me to be uh treated the way that i was treated as uh when i joined the uh drag world right right and, and uh did that kind of treatment continue throughout your entire tenure in boston it got better katia literally was uh, one of my, my favorite people one right. of my favorite drag queens but also just one of my favorite people we actually hung out a lot uh-huh. It wasn't just drag. Yeah, it wasn't just like it wasn't just us doing shows. Right, it wasn't just a business thing. Yeah, it wasn't just business. We were we we are friends. Um, yeah. So like to be able to have someone who didn't look like me as not only a friend but a champion of mine yeah. because she put me in a show that no one else thought that I should have been in. Uh huh. Based on the fact that they would not put me in their shows. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I'm in this show, this coveted spot, and it it, like Perestroika was the show to go. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And to be in that show, and I wasn't always in the show, but I was in there enough times that people would expect me to be in a part of the cast. Right, because there was kind of a rotation, right? It would be like me or Fina. Uh, that's right, yeah. And so, like, I think total, what was it? it was like between six and eight queens that would sort of uh, be slotted in and out. Because then the folks who were there every time were Nicole Pride and Frida Fries and Katya. And yeah. originally Becca the Bus. It was that's just, right. Yes, it, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. Of it course. was just yeah. a cast show. And then Becca left. And then they were like, well, what we have to do is we have to do something. And so I was in there. Fina was in there a couple of times. Um, yeah. I was in there enough times that people expected me to be there. Right. Well, I remember you doing that amazing gospel number that I, I don't remember the name of, but it was one of my favorites. I've done a lot of gospel music. So yeah, we'll see that. I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm sure that wasn't the one gospel number you did. I just remember that's when I, I think first saw you. Then you did uh, the Donna Summer Last Dance of Video Drum, which was mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that because it was the live version and all the little uh, uh, ad libs and all that stuff. That's one of my favorite things when uh, like a, a live version is done and done. So yeah, that's well. one of my favorite. To- that's one of my favorite things to do is be able to do the ad libs. I think that is the most important part about being a drag queen. Is like. I don't want to see a karaoke queen. I don't want to see like someone who's just singing the 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 um the chorus when the main singer, who is who you're supposed to be embodying at the moment, yeah, is, is going whoa, you know, doing all this all this 
dramatic stuff that I want to see you embody. Right. You're doing, I'm everyone. Like, yeah, <laughs> just kind of walking we, through it. We can, yeah. We can sing that. You could, you, what, are, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It drew me to dr- drag because seeing so many people do it and do it subpar. And I'm one of those people who's like, you can't just talk about something. Either you can do it better or you could just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I figured I'd just do it better or do it my way. That way yeah. I wouldn't. And then when I do talk about people and they say, well, let me see you do it better. And I say, well, turn on the song. What drew you to Philly? Was it again another uh, school situation or, or what was the situation? Okay. So in Provincetown, yeah, we, 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 we got stopped by the whole bathroom thing. In Provincetown, after audition, I'm, uh, during that whole time, I met my partner of four, four and a half years. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. That's gotcha. when we met. And he said, you can move back to Brooklyn or you can come and live with me in Philadelphia and, and pay a f- fraction of the rent. Oh, that's okay. what I forgot. Because right in between, you went to New York, which we mentioned earlier. But yeah, you were in New York for about a year. Something. Uh, I was uh, nine months. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then and then you had the baby. So that's yeah. what. The, then yeah. I had the baby. Yeah, and the baby's name was Audition. No, uh, <laughs> I, I went to, and did the audition thing, and that's when I had my falling out, my real falling out with Ryan Landry, um, where someone told him that I was trying to, you know, poach people from his show and bring them to audition, which was uh, a lie. I have sure, no, sure. I had no desire doing that. I actually told everyone, I actually said nothing at the show because he asked me not to. So I didn't. Yeah. Um, but there was someone out there doing that and I was in the, in the presence. So with, I'm sure someone drunkenly heard something and, and made it up that I was the one saying it, but this is what happens when you surround yourselves with addicts. Um, <laughs> and also the high drama that goes on and like, oh, why, you mean someone who's doing a talent night was trying to get other people who do talent nights to come over? You know what I mean? Like, well, it's this is not what happens, this is happens when you surround yourself with alcoholics who like are fueled by your drama and you make them feel like like that, like. Like you're, you're tied into the like you're important because you're giving some kind of like juicy tidbit. Yeah. yeah. So they gave you this juicy tidbit that wasn't true, and and he said some very hurtful things to me. Yeah. Uh, uh, he texted or he messaged me some very hurtful things, and then blocked me on Facebook. And I was like, "Cool, thanks. You just rescued me from your fucking toxic per- personality." <laughs> right. But, I, oh, you, I don't or, have to go there anymore. Uh, yeah. Oh yay! I've had a great life since. And then me and my partner decided to move back to philadelphia he he had already had a place here and uh-huh. so i just moved in with him i established myself by doing competition here i won the competition which competition um, what was the first one it's did called Philly? miss everything uh-huh and it no longer exists but um at the time it was the show that and drag wars but i didn't do drag wars because i just didn't have the time i, I barely had the time to do dr- miss everything because when i came back i was working in new york and all around this region so i was going up and down from New York to here all the yeah, time. Yeah, sure. And so I um I did what I could. I still won with doing like what I could. Like one of the one of the um weeks I had to miss because I was on Watch What Happens Live with oh, yeah. Angela Bassett. So uh-huh. I was like, I think I'm good. Uh, I'm gonna be on TV and <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll be back. And then yeah. they were like, well you have to you have to lip sync for your life because you were in the bottom because you missed last week and i was like 
whatever. And I won the whole competition, which was 10 weeks. So <laughs> Works out just fine. Yeah, I was fine. So I, um, I just did a lot when I got here to yeah. establish myself as who I was. And I was pretty established as a queen and as a talent. So all I had to do was show it. And then I just got booked a lot and just worked a lot. I joined the, the um, Phillies Foxes um, here, in, which is just a group of girls who are all really talented and uh-huh. really uh, foxy. Um, I, I perform in New York City all the time. Well, did before we were quarantined. Well, sure, yeah. And, and like once we get back to normal, I'm sure this is all going to I'm sure we'll get, get back into better. Yes, that's right. That's a very good way to look at it. That's how I look at it. I've actually been doing quite well during the quarantine. I've been a little stressed, but you know, you can only be so stressed. Like, ain't nothing happening. Ain't nobody doing nothing. So you have two options. You can be stressed or not. Yeah, that's true. Well, do you ever find yourself slipping into the uh, the the very stressed and then like working your way back? Do you have a sort of system to combat that? Because I mean, in these times, I find that like, you know, I'm a generally like fairly optimistic uh, can-do kind of person, but I find that the moods sometimes get out of my control. So does that happen with you as well? I'm going to have to say yes, just because I am human and I'm sure it happens. But I'm one of the people who has uh, a lovely memory that suits me. And it does not let me remember things that really hurt me a lot. So um, yeah. So if if I'm feeling stressed at a moment, that's just a moment. It's really just then and there that it happens. And... I'm I'm usually pretty goldfishy in, in that way that I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm happy again. Because, you know, I like I said, I feel like it's just it's necessary for you to be actively not stressed. Like, uh-huh. Just to go, OK, this is happening. But literally, there is nothing I can do about it. OK, sure. Right. So Surrender I have the that. option yeah. of stressing out about some shit that I can't help or right. I can just. Right. Watch some fucking TV or like, you know, like this is not changing. Yeah. And and that doesn't mean don't do everything you can to change whatever you can. If you can do something, do it. Yeah. But also do it knowing that you're doing the work and that if you're doing the work, why are you stressing? Right. Like things will eventually get back to or surpass whatever you had before, but you just have to keep plugging away at whatever you're doing. You can't just sort of crumble because everything is a nightmare right now. Right. When you're letting when you're letting the anxiety get a hold of you, then you're not doing the work that you need to be doing. On the other hand, if you just sit around and do nothing because you've let the anxiety get a hold of you and you're like, I'm not letting that happen, then you're also not doing the thing that you need to be doing. So you just need to do the thing that you need to be doing. Don't stress about it. And the less stress you have about it, then the more you'll actually be able to get done as well. Yeah. And I think that like most people who have anxiety issues which I have suffered for, from for, for a long time, have, have been convinced that, yes, anxiety exists, which is true, but you can control the way that you deal with it. And be, people have been convinced that, you know, if there's some anxiety you just can't control, there's some physical representations that you can't control at that moment. Sure. But you can control all the things that happen in your mind. And also sometimes, yeah, you're going to lose the battle for the day or the hour or whatever. But uh, I think what you were saying also, it sounds to me like, you know, acknowledging that and then sort of even sitting in the mood and then knowing, okay, well, I'm having one of those days. That's yes. important too, right? Yes. You don't want to ignore what's happening because that's 
that's saying that something isn't happening that's definitely happening. Right. You definitely right. want to acknowledge. You want to name it. Say this is happening. You that are hap that is happening. You're not going to control me today. I can hear you right now. I see you over there. Yeah. But what we're doing is this. And what right. I'm going to do is this. And what I need to do for myself is this. If it's I need to I need to call in to the people about my unemployment, then I need to call into the people about my unemployment. If right. it's that I need to call my my you know insurance and have them turn off the direct deposit because uh, or turn off the automatic payment because I can't afford it this time, yeah. then I need to do that. And guess what? Because we're all going through a pandemic, this is pandemic specific. Yeah. Because we're all going to, through a pandemic, they understand that. And right. they will figure that out because they know that they're having difficulties and other people are having difficulties. If they weren't going to do that, then what's the point of having fucking insurance? You know, like right. it's called insurance. So we, we're, this is the best time to ensure that you will be taken care of. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, it's a good point too, to point out, like you said, uh, to not let the terror then influence how you handle things or to prevent you from making the call that might seem scary because you're in an anxiety moment or something like that. Just like, you know, let it wash over you, but then do the th whatever it is that you need to do to take care of it. You know, like don't avoid looking at your bank account. Look at it, like that, that sort of. Yes, thing. yes. Look at that. Bank. It, it, and and I, I want to stress the uh, the naming what is stressing you. Sure. Name it. Say you over there and talk to. It is great, but it's it's easy to be afraid of things that you can't. You don't know what they are. Right. You can't identify them. But when right. you name it, you can name it Susie. You can name it whatever name you want to. Yeah. But you just name it something and you talk to it and you and then you'll find that that stress that you had that was so high about this thing that's just so looming is will go away. Right. And um you won't be as stressed as you were before because it's not as abstract it, anymore. Also. It's not as abstract. It's not this big looming thing. It's Susie. And Susie's not that scary. That's right. Right. We know about Susie. She we can't do Susie. that much. Yeah, she's not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and ultimately, all these things, they're not doing anything. It's just the fear of, of the unknown. And when right. you don't know what it is, it can be a little scary. Name it. Yeah. Well, I think that's terrific advice. And it's really good because, yeah, when you don't, also when you avoid stuff and it just seems to pile on. But like you said, if you don't do the, the work, whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing, then that can just further lead to more terror because you're further disengaging yourself from the thing that you do. Yeah. Well, I think that's a beautiful note to close on. And I look forward to speaking to you again. It's been lovely chatting with you again. It's been lovely chatting with you. Fabulous. I'm like looking at you. You look like a whole different person. <laughs> I know. Oh, no, I know. Yeah, I was totally. Yeah, I was not in my final form when uh, you knew me. <laughs> yeah. 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 A lot of changes. A lot of good changes. Yeah. Yes. Lovely. Uh, I'm like you and Conte. I was just supposed to like. Look at y'all. Oh, that's sweet. That's California so sweet. air is, is really treating y'all good. <laughs> that's all I needed. I just need a little bit of, uh, you know, a little, little sunlight and, uh, you know, and see, uh, a, and a break salt up. in the air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I tell you what, when I lived in Provincetown, it was the same way. Like my skin was just gorgeous, glowing all the time. That sea salt in the air, it really that's, helps. That's <laughs> what it is in a certain uh, encouraging atmosphere, I think. Yeah. Good to see you, honey. It's great to see you, and we'll talk soon. Yes, be okay. well. Bye-bye. Once again, I want to remind you to head on over to patreon.com slash Craig and Friends, sign on up, and slide on into the Thunderbuns of Hot Dog Club, where you get bonus episodes, listener questions episodes, movie club episodes, and a whole lot more. 